Now our Bible reading this morning is continuing our series looking at Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 2 and verses 10 to 11, where the angel says to the shepherds outside Bethlehem, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And today we're going to read uh, that whole passage, uh, the story of the shepherds, and Mary Miller is going to read that for us now. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Amen. Now, if you do have your Bible with you this morning, let's turn back to Luke chapter 2 and look at this passage this morning, this very familiar uh, passage this morning. Joy. That's something that we all want, isn't it? I'm sure we would all love a bit of joy in our lives. And, And to be fair, sometimes at this time of year, some people love this time of year. And they, they just light up when it comes to, to Advent and, and Christmas. They love everything about it and they are filled uh, with joy. But perhaps if we're honest, as we come to worship today, perhaps you don't feel very joyful. And maybe as you come in and you see the Christmas tree and the Christmas decorations, you're thinking to yourself, I really ought to put up my Christmas tree. I really ought to put up my Christmas decorations. And you have to try and wind yourself up a bit and think, well, I really ought to be joyful at Christmas. You see, whilst on the outside, you might be putting on a fixed smile, 
maybe inside you just feel like you're withering away. Now, of course, Christmas is meant to be a time of joy, isn't it? We see that on our adverts on our television screens, that the picture-perfect family, the perfect Christmas dinner. How do they manage to get those potatoes just perfect? I have no idea. The turkey, not burnt at all. Wonderful. Everyone smiling with festive cheer. No one falling out with each other, which is more like the reality. And maybe it sickens your own heart. Because you think, well, that's not my reality. And maybe you just feel at this time of year under pressure to to feel joyful, to, to wind yourself up. To feel joyful and festive because that is the expectation at this time of year. And maybe if you're honest with yourself, you just can't wait till this season is over. Maybe deep in your heart, you long to find joy, but you can't find it. Or maybe you do really find joy in this season. But by Boxing Day, you're disappointed. You think, ah, that's it over for another year. It's not a joy that lasts. And so perhaps when we come to today's theme of great joy, perhaps you're dreading it because the minister is going to say that this season is all about joy and that we should be joyful and we need to get smiles on our faces and we need to be joyful. Well, I might say that to you this morning, but not in the way that you might think. Because I'm not going to say to you, stir yourself up. Put a smile on. doesn't really matter what's happening in your life. Just get your smile on and be joyful. Because joy is so much deeper than that. And it's the deep joy that I want to speak about this morning. Today we think about these shepherds keeping watch over their flocks at night outside Bethlehem. I often think that actually we we know very little about these shepherds, don't we? We have an idea from a nativity play. We we think, you know, how many shepherds were there, for example? No no idea. Was there two? Was there seven? Uh, We have no idea how many shepherds uh, there were. We don't know what their family situation is, whether things are easy for them, whether things are difficult for them. All we know is that they are there, outside Bethlehem, guarding their flocks at night, looking after their flocks at night. What we do know is that Bethlehem's not too far away from Jerusalem. And the temple and these flocks that they were looking after would, in all probability, have been used uh, for temple sacrifices. We also know that shepherds were generally looked down on in society. They were the lowest of the low. They were they were smelly. They were outcasts. They probably weren't liked very much. Just looked down on. And so there are these shepherds. We don't know much about them. We don't know the number of them. They're outside Bethlehem and they're looking after their flocks at night, protecting their flocks. And into this situation, God speaks. And reveals his glory. And it's quite something, isn't it? 
Now often in the nativity story we presume that the angel who appears to the shepherds is the same angel that appeared to Mary and before that to Zechariah. We presume that this might be the angel Gabriel. But note in our passage, I wonder if you notice this, it says an angel of the Lord. You notice that? Slightly different, an angel of the Lord. And so this might be an appearance actually of the Lord as an angel. You see this quite often in the Old Testament. It's called a, a theophany, an, an appearance of, of the Lord in, in a slightly different form. The form of an angel. And this would fit in with what happens next. Because the angel appears and then what happens? The glory of the Lord shines around the shepherds. And they are afraid. I think this is different from what happens with Mary, incidentally. The angel Gabriel says to Mary, don't be afraid. But here, there's something different in terms of the glory of the Lord being all around. So this is a manifestation of God and his glory. No wonder the shepherds are are terrified. And then the message comes. It's a familiar message to us at Christmas, isn't it? Do not be afraid, because they're terrified. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Quite a message to deliver. I'm sure you will agree. And quite a message when you think, you know, these shepherds were were just there. They were just doing what they always did, looking after their, their sheep. And suddenly all this happens. God speaks. Now there is, of course, a lot of debate about why the Lord chose to reveal this to these shepherds and not to anyone else. Why not go to someone a bit more important to reveal this? Why to shepherds? We'll perhaps pick this up next week when we think about this message being for all people. But today what I want to think about from the message that is given to the shepherds is great joy. Great joy. Now the first thing I want you to note is what will cause the great joy. Because it isn't in a vacuum here. It isn't just that the angel says, you know, be joyful. That's it. Just be joyful. The great joy is related to the good news that we thought about last week. Is the good news that will cause great joy. That's what that verse says. Now as we saw last week, what is that good news? Well it is after all this time, this time of of waiting, that finally the Messiah has come. That finally Jesus has been born. The very Messiah that they really needed. The very Son of God. Jesus being born is what causes great joy. And we see this in the passage that we read today in two ways. Firstly, we see it in a wonderful way with the angels. I love this part in the Christmas story. Because I love the fact in this passage in verse 13 that the heavenly host 
suddenly appear. A great company of angels. And I love this because it's so unscripted, so to speak. It's not as if they had this, I think, all planned out. You know, angels going to speak, heavenly host appear. It's not like that. It's almost as if they, they can't help but appear. Because they're so amazed at this, this news. They're so amazed that Jesus has come into the world. And so this heavenly host appear. And they so want to praise God. They're so filled with joy. That they can't help but appear. They want to be part, with, part of this. And they're just bursting with joy and praise. They want to give glory to God. But there are others also who are impact, impacted by this news and who find joy. Because the shepherds themselves, after they've heard this message, after the angels have all disappeared, what do they do? They, they go up to, to Bethlehem to see whether the news they've been told by the angel is true. To find this child wrapped in cloths, placed in a manger. And they find Mary and Joseph and the baby. They see it's true. And when they see it's true, what do they do? They don't just say, oh well, that was good, wasn't it? That was a nice night out. That's not what they say. What do they do? They glorify and praise God for what they've seen. It seems to me, and it's not mentioned here, but it seems to me that they are filled with joy. Filled with joy. And so what I want you to notice is that Jesus, being born, brings joy. He is the cause of the joy. And it should be exactly the same for us. And sometimes at this time of year we miss this. Because especially at Christmas we can be so distracted by other things. So distracted by the, the busyness of the, the season that we forget the central message of Christmas being about Jesus. About Jesus coming into the world, the Savior of the world, the one who brings light into the darkness. And Jesus continues to bring light to those who seek after him. You see, if you truly want to know joy, an everlasting joy, then it's found in Jesus. It's not found in Christmas presents. It's not found in the perfect turkey. It's not found in, even in family. It's found in Jesus. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. I am not saying that as Christians we should constantly be going around with a fixed grin on our faces. And sometimes we are terrible for that in the church. We are terrible sometimes for coming on a Sunday morning and not being real. We sometimes think, you know, I've got to act in a certain way. I've got to act as if everything is okay in my life. We can be sometimes very fake in that way. I'm not saying let's put a fixed grin on our faces. Though maybe we should express our joy a bit more outwardly than we do. What I want to suggest to you this morning is this. The joy is not a smile on the outside. It's renewal on the inside. 
Let me say that again. Joy is not a smile on the outside. It's renewal on the inside. You see, when Jesus comes into your life and into your heart, you are changed. You are born again. You are made new. The old is gone and the new has come. And the joy that you experience is something beyond mere happiness. It's something beyond our situation and our circumstances. Indeed, I believe that even when things are really difficult in our lives, and even when we're really struggling, then it's possible to still experience that deep joy within our hearts and within our souls. That deep joy that whilst it might not travel up to our faces because we're in pain, we know in our hearts that joy is still there. Joy that's found in Jesus, in knowing Jesus, in knowing that even in the midst of difficult circumstances, that Jesus is there and he upholds you. What is it that the psalmist says? The joy of the Lord is our strength. It steals us. It it fortifies us. It's a joy that's always there. And sometimes in our lives, in in a wonderful way, it overflows. And sometimes that might be your experience in your life. Those times when, you know, your circumstances might be terrible. They might be good. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. But there are times when you know the closeness of God. Times when you know what Jesus has done for you. You know the glory of the cross. You know the glory of your salvation. You know that deep inside your heart. And it flows out. And it can't help but flow out. Because you understand what Jesus has done for you. You see, Jesus causes joy. That's what I want you to know this morning. Because he is the one in whom there is salvation. He is the one who brings the possibility of forgiveness. Before Jesus came, there was no possibility for forgiveness. We cannot be forgiven by doing good works. But when Jesus comes, he comes as the the sinless saviour. He comes as the, the perfect sacrifice. That we might know forgiveness. And the way we, we might come into the presence of a holy God. You see, before Jesus, in reality, there was no hope. There was no joy. But now, now Jesus has come. And as we sung last week in our opening Advent hymn, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel has come to thee, O Israel. And he's come to us. Great joy. I wonder, do you know that joy this morning? And I don't mean in the glib family around the Christmas dinner way. I mean that deep joy. That your salvation is secure. And even if everything in your life went completely belly up, If everything in your life completely went wrong, you still have God. Because when you believe and trust in Jesus, 
that will never be taken away from you. Never be snatched away. C.S. Lewis said, Joy is the serious business of heaven. It's the kind of happiness that survives when things go wrong. The happiness for which our souls ache is one undisturbed by success or failure. You see, this joy that we're speaking about this morning has nothing to do with our circumstances. It's something much beyond that. And so I want you to see this morning, Jesus coming into the world is good news that causes great joy. Do you know that joy today? A joy that transcends your circumstances, that undergirds you, that strengthens you. And yes, sometimes flows to the outside in praise and wonder that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Sometimes it overflows, sometimes it doesn't. But do you know that great joy within? Joy can be found truly and only in Jesus. Let's enjoy the the trappings of Christmas, if that's our thing. But if we find Christmas a struggle in reality, let's look to Jesus. Let's find our joy in him and know our salvation is secure in him. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, as we come to this Christmas season, perhaps there are such a mixture of emotions. Some of us absolutely love this season. Some of us are looking forward to being with our families in a way that we were unable to last year. Some love the the trappings of Christmas. But away from the cultural festivities, Lord God, perhaps some of us are, are struggling because of our family situation, because of grief, because we just find this time of year a difficult time of year. Perhaps we find ourselves lonely in a way that we didn't think we'd ever find ourselves. Perhaps we just long for this season to be over. But we thank you, Lord God, that when we come to your word this day, And when we're thinking about joy, that great joy spoken about by the angel of the Lord, that we're not thinking about joy in a glib way, a fixed smile around the Christmas dinner table. We're thinking about deep joy because we are rejoicing that Jesus has come into the world, the very Savior that we need the Messiah that the people were waiting for, the only one who can take away the sin of the world, the only one who can take away our sin and bring forgiveness and hope, the one, only one who can make us holy and righteous before a holy God, the only one in whom there is life, And Father, we pray during this Christmas period 
as we think once more about Jesus coming into the world. Emmanuel, God with us. That we would be amazed at this story. And that we would understand that this is good news, not just for a broken world, but as good news in a very personal way. Good news for us as individuals. Good news that can cause us and will cause us great joy. Because we recognize that salvation is found in Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray that you might speak to us through your word this day. And that we might know the joy of our salvation. That we might know that this joy is the kind of joy that survives even when things go wrong. And that it's nothing to do with success or failure in our lives. That it's far beyond that. Lord God, may we know that joy this Christmas time. And may we also, as a church, proclaim that joy to a world which needs to hear this great gospel message this Christmas. So, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your word this day, we pray. For we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen.